Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and today I am doing a solo podcast. The topic of this podcast is going to be my journey so far and I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey in terms of my own personal journey through fitness, my own personal journey in terms of training, nutrition, competing, pushing the extremes, coming back to a more holistic balanced approach to training and nutrition and also a little bit about how I got into the industry as a personal trainer originally as well. So I'm going to take you through everything and cover things in greater detail than I have ever covered them before during this podcast and I'm going to talk very openly and honestly about my experiences and where I'm at now as well. Please bear in mind this podcast is going to contain my opinions, it's going to contain my personal experience and that is what I'm talking about during this podcast. You know I'm not saying that everything I say is going to be what's going to be the case for everybody because everybody's experiences with certain things are going to be completely different so this is me talking from my personal experience and I'm going to talk about my opinions during this podcast so I just wanted to say that before I begin as almost a little bit of a disclaimer and a heads up because I don't want you thinking that everything I say is sort of factually what's going to apply to everyone who goes through any of the things that I've been through personally. So let's get started. To begin with, probably about 2012, 2013, I joined my first gym. And originally it was a local leisure centre and I joined with my mum. I like was a plus one on her membership because I was too young to train on my own. I think I was under 16. And prior to this, I played sport from the age of about 11. I mainly played football, but I literally did every sport you could possibly imagine. I did every sport available to me, basically, that I was half decent at. So I did gymnastics as part of the school team. I did athletics. I did cross country. I did 400 meter. I did 800 meter. Um, I did rounders. We, I was part of pretty much every sports team at school you could possibly imagine. And I got into sport at a very young age and played football consistently from the age of 11 to about the age of 18. And the reason I'm telling you that is because it helps when, when you're looking at me and maybe how my physique has developed and um, how my fitness levels are and how, for example, I've been able to get into CrossFit and my fitness levels are already quite good. You've got to take into account my sporting background and it's the same with anybody. So anyone you look at on Instagram, any influencers, any athletes, you've got to take into account their past when you're looking at what their physique looks like and what how strong they are, how fit they are. You've got to take into account their past because that's been a part of getting them to where they are. So that's why I'm talking you through the fact that I, I did start playing sport at a very young age. And I think that's contributed to 
how good my recovery has been throughout my time getting into fitness and um, how decent my fitness levels have been as well, especially as I've gotten back into CrossFit. And prior to joining the gym, I actually did an at-home hit training guide called the bbg which was the bikini body guide by kayla it signs who was a very popular trainer fitness influencer at the time if any of you haven't heard of her i'm sure if you search her now she still has things going on um yeah she was very popular at the time and had an at-home training guide called the bbg which i followed and I also wanted to be healthier at the time. I wanted to be fitter. I wanted to be healthier. Like I said, I already played a lot of sport. So I wanted to be the best version of myself at those sports. And I I took an interest in health when I was quite young. So I started, I didn't obviously have any education on nutrition at that point. I was very young. So I started what you would call quote unquote clean eating. And I lost quite a lot of weight when I was around 16 as as a result of that. For those of you who might not know, clean eating, what we would class as clean eating, it's not um, a technically correct term. And it's not a term that I would ever use with clients or anything like that. It's just a trend that at the time was going around. And what that would look like would be sticking to basically all of all whole foods. So I never had any heavily processed foods and I have always been quite disciplined so when it comes to if someone was to say to me this is at the time obviously not now I have a much more balanced diet but at the time very very disciplined and if someone was say to me you've got to eat chicken rice and broccoli for the rest of um, your sporting career I probably would have done I was quite disciplined in that way and yeah, so I started what you would call clean eating at the time, lost quite a bit of weight. After a year or so, when I was actually able to have my own gym membership and not just go with my mum, I moved over to train at a pure gym and started going on my own. At the time, I was a proper class bunny. So I loved legs, buns and tums, spinning classes, body pump, absolutely was there for all of them. And I used to probably train nearly every day. Alongside those classes, I did some weight training and I followed workouts that I found online on people's YouTube channels, such as Nikki Blackter. For those of you who know her, Nikki actually competed herself at one point, and, but it was a very brief period of competing. And she, I believe she's still a Gymshark athlete. So I followed a lot of uh, Nikki's YouTube channel and I stole some of her workouts and did them on my own. And I did that because after losing quite a bit of weight through doing the BBG from Kayla at Signs, the home body weight workouts and quote unquote clean eating, I lost weight. And I realized that actually I still wasn't content with how I looked and I wanted to build some shape. I wanted to build some muscle tissue. I loved training hard and I loved feeling strong. So alongside the classes, I did my own weight training workouts. I also vividly remember testing my barbell back squat one rep max when I had no idea how to barbell back squat. But what I'm trying to say is we all go through those phases 
of not having a clue what we're doing in the gym, just following random workouts online and not getting very far with our goals. Because like I said, I followed the BBG, I followed the home workouts, I did the clean eating and I was still dissatisfied with my progress. I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And that was obviously because I was following programs that were not optimal and I was following nutrition protocols which weren't really necessary for me and this is what happens when you just go into the realms of nutrition and training with very little guidance you often end up spinning your wheels or not making the progress that you want to make because you're not following protocols that are appropriate for you and your goals and that's very much what happened to me when I first got into nutrition and training. So what I'm trying to say is I've been there, I can relate to how that feels. And I think pretty much everyone starts training in a suboptimal way before they get to a point where they're doing things in the right way for their goals. So whilst I was training really hard, I was following those workouts in the gym, doing my own resistance training and going to classes very frequently. I was friends with a lot of the PTs at the gym, mainly because I was a proper class bunny and I went to all of them. And I spoke to all of the PTs knew who I was because I was always at all the classes. (laughs) So I kind of knew that I wanted to be a personal trainer at the time. And I originally, after sixth form, applied for university to study sport and exercise science. I had an unconditional offer but I actually turned it down to go straight into personal training, which I began in 2015 after doing my personal training course. My message, so the message that I wanted to put out in the world and the message that I got across to my clients when I was a one-to-one personal trainer at Pure Gym back in 2015 was all about getting women into the weight room, empowering them, educating them, teaching them how to train and teaching them how to adapt their nutrition to support their goals. Because I did, by this point, I did educate myself on nutrition. I did an applied nutrition and supplementation course with Phil Linney, which led me on to doing my sports nutrition diploma with Guru Performance, who it was previously known as the ISSN diploma those of you might recognize it as that but it was the performance nutrition diploma with guru performance so I did educate myself on nutrition so going back to my point before I go off on a massive tangent um yeah my initial message was to get women into the weight room empower them educate them teach them how to train and adapt their nutrition to support their goals and overall promote a healthy and sustainable approach to nutrition and training in a holistic way that was my approach and that was my message when I first got into one-to-one personal training I wanted to emphasize in this podcast this point of why I got into the industry originally and what my message was at the time because this is exactly where I am now it's ironic I feel like I've almost come full circle I haven't gone backwards. That's something that I wanted to emphasize. I have come full circle back to my original goals and values. I am now promoting the same thing as I was back in 2015 when I first got into the fitness industry, when I first became a one-to-one personal trainer. And that's quite refreshing for me because it just shows that 
I have come back to my true self and I have stayed true to my well I might have veered from being true to myself for a period of time potentially but I've come back to being true to myself and my values and I'm really proud of myself for that so that's something that I just wanted to emphasize during this podcast and because a lot of you won't know where I started you won't know that I had those values when I first got into personal training some of you might know me as what I am now with those same goals and values. Some of you might know me as Danny the competitor. Some of you might know me as the version of me that was a prep coach. That's not me anymore. And I want you to get to know me when I first got into the industry and get to know me now. So that's why I wanted to share that with you. And essentially after working at Pure Gym for a short while, one of the other personal trainers actually asked me if I'd ever considered competing because he saw me training really hard and he saw that I was building muscle tissue when I started weight training. At the time, I had admired competitors and their physiques, but I had never really considered it myself. But this comment sort of made me believe that I could do it and I'm someone who really does enjoy pushing myself, as most of you will know, and I still do. And so I decided to take on the challenge of stepping on stage and I started up with a coach straight away. The coach that I first worked with was a local strength and conditioning coach called Luke. He is excellent and I learned so much through my time working with him. I worked with Luke for several years actually my first few competitive seasons before I moved over to a different coach and really enjoyed my time working with him. He was an excellent coach who was evidence-based and he taught me a lot about training, nutrition and science as a whole, essentially. My first competitive season in bodybuilding was in 2016 with the UK BFF. I competed in junior bikini and I just did the one show. When I first got into competing, bikini girls weren't as lean or muscular as what they are now. And PEDs, PEDs are performance enhancing drugs. They were not as prevalent as they are now either. Bikini girls were, it was nowhere near as common for bikini girls to take performance enhancing drugs as what it is now. Now it is very prevalent, it is very common for those of you who do not know. I did have to push myself at the time, but nowhere near to the extent that I did in my later seasons. And so I didn't have to sacrifice my health as much initially in my first couple of seasons as what I did further down the line when I competed towards 2020. I didn't place, like I said, at my first show in 2016. And my competitive nature meant that I wanted to compete again and beat my previous performance. And very much, I almost have it ingrained in me to want to be better than my previous self. I almost have it ingrained in me to constantly want to better myself. And that obviously lent itself really well to competing and bodybuilding because that is literally the nature of the sport. And that is why I was drawn to it, because of that being in my nature to better myself. I also did enjoy the process and the structure that came with competing initially. 
I loved pushing my limits. And so I went on to compete again in 2017, where I won my first show with the UK BFF. I competed again in 2018, where I won my first overall with the PCA. And then 2019, I took away from the stage. So I took as an improvement season to build muscle tissue. And my last competitive season was then in 2020, where I competed with two bros and the IFBB. The further I got into my time in bodybuilding, the more extreme the sport got and the more sacrifices I had to make to get into stage condition and to be competitive. In 2020, I went through a lot personally and I almost felt like I had to continue my prep as something to focus on whilst I was going through this really difficult time in my life. I put absolutely everything into it. I gave, I could not have given any more to the sport and that prep at that point. I felt like I had completely given everything I had and I had nothing left. So towards the end of that prep, I sort of came to the realization that competing was at this point taking more from me than what it was offering me in a positive way. And the negatives of competing far outweighed the positives. And I felt as though it had consumed me and it had consumed my life at this point, at the end of that 2020 prep. I got a gut feeling that after that prep, it was going to be it. I felt my value shift and become stronger. And I knew that competing at this level wasn't in line with what mattered to me anymore. When competing at the higher levels in the sport of bodybuilding, you have to give pretty much all of your time, energy and effort to the sport. And like I said, I I felt like I had nothing left. I felt like everything had been sucked out of me. There is little left for quality friendships or relationships outside of the sport of bodybuilding. Food and training takes up a large proportion of your brain space. I felt robotic and emotionless. I had no sex drive and I felt very weak within myself. I also don't feel my most confident, most attractive self when I am stage lean either. I'm sharing this with you because from the outside, competing in bodybuilding can look glamorous. When in reality, the only glamorous part is actually when you step on stage. And even then, the stage lighting and the photography make you look far healthier and more glamorous than what you actually are in person. Bodybuilding shows look very different in person to what they do on social media and to what they do in pictures. I'm now a completely different person to who I was when I was a bodybuilding competitor. I feel almost like it was a past life. I don't regret it in any way. And in my first couple of seasons as a competitor, I thoroughly enjoyed it. However, when it became more extreme and the trade-offs got greater, I think looking back on reflection that I almost convinced myself that I was still enjoying it. And my stubbornness meant that as 
I felt as though I had to continue setting myself bigger goals within the sport and it almost felt like a part of my identity. I only realized this upon reflection and after stepping away from the sport, it's given me a different perspective on life and what really matters within that. So these are things that it's sometimes hard to discuss because I think when you're wrapped up in something so intense, it can be easy to become completely consumed by it and for you to lose yourself in it to some extent. And that's how I felt. And this is not me slating the sport. It's not me looking down on anyone who is in the sport. This is just me talking about my experience and how I feel upon reflection. So like I said at the start of this podcast, a lot of what I'm talking about is my own experience, my own opinions. So please don't feel like this is factual and this is going to be the case for everybody. This is just my own personal experience and I know that there will be people that can probably relate to me when I'm talking about this. If you can relate to me, please reach out because I would love to hear from you. But it's not, I... For, for some people, the sport of bodybuilding is an amazing endeavor. And if you are competing, for example, to be an elite athlete, if you're competing to get to the Olympia and you absolutely love the sport and you want it to be your entire life, then I'm all for that. If you know that it's 100% for you, you go pursue those goals and you go get them. However, for the large majority of the population it's probably not an appropriate sport to pursue and for some people I think like I said when I was in the sport when I was still competing when I was still an active competitor I genuinely thought I was one of those people that was meant to be in the sport and I thought that it was a sport for me and I thought I'd probably do it for as long as I possibly could. I thought I wanted to set myself extreme goals within the sport, long-term goals. And I thought it mattered above my health and I thought it mattered above these things that I now have. But on reflection, I think I'd almost convinced myself of that as opposed to it actually being the right thing for me to continue to do. And there were certainly positive moments and positive aspects of my time competing, don't get me wrong. I learned a lot about training, nutrition, health, the menstrual cycle, and I learned a lot about myself. I learned how to be even more resilient than I already was, which I already was quite a stubborn, resilient soul. And I learned how to push my limits, but I won't ever go back. And on reflection, it probably wasn't the right thing to do for me to continue as long as I did and here I am now I've come full circle I am fit healthy and strong I have a better quality of life better quality friendships than I probably ever have done in my life before I train hard and I enjoy it but I'm way more quote-unquote functional (laughs) than I ever have been and I'm far far more open to trying new things. I'm also much more open-minded when it comes to exercise. I run, I'm trying kickboxing next week, I do yoga, 
frequently, regularly. I've been ice skating and I would not have had the space for any of these things if I was still trying to bring the best version of myself to a bodybuilding stage. I can now eat out with my friends, have a drink every now and again, meet clients for coffee, spend time with family, all without having to worry about every gram of food I have to put inside my mouth. I can miss the odd training session if I need to for the people or the experiences in my life. I don't think too much about food. I don't think about food every hour of the day. I have a good sex drive. My sleep and digestion are better than they have ever been. I would never want to sacrifice any of this ever again in the pursuit of training or body composition related goals. And this is what I want to be an advocate for. A genuinely healthy, sustainable and holistic approach to training and nutrition that people can actually sustain for the rest of their lives. I still train hard, don't get me wrong, and my clients train really freaking hard too. They train with structure and they have to have discipline and they have to make sacrifices to reach their goals. However, their protocols are much more holistic and I coach everyone as an individual in different ways. I don't treat my clients like bodybuilders and we work hard, but we still have a life. And this is what I want to promote. This is what I want to be an advocate for. Being healthy, fit, strong, and in shape all year round, rather than constantly going through cycles of pushing the extremes like a bodybuilder might. So I hope that this podcast has been insightful and I hope it's been good for me to get across like where I am now and how it's exactly how I got into the industry and I have the same goals and values now as what I did when I first started as a personal trainer I have come full circle so hopefully this has been like I said insightful and informative and Maybe some of you can relate to the journey that I've been on personally. It's taken a freaking long time. Like I said, I got into the industry in 2015. My first competitive season was 2016. It's now 2022. So it's taken me a good, good few years to come back full circle. But I know that now I'm exactly where I need to be. And I'm exactly where I want to be. And this is where I feel my happiest and my most driven because I'm promoting something that I really care about. So let me know if you have any questions, please drop me a message if you can relate or if you have any questions or comments on this podcast, I would appreciate it massively. Just drop me a a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is Danny Bosworth, D-A-N-N-I-B-O-S-W-O-R-T-H. I'll put that in the description down below. Please, guys, please do like and subscribe if you do enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback. Drop me a comment down below or a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'd appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And please do share on your Instagram story that you are listening so that I can reach more people. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I appreciate you massively. I've got some really exciting podcasts lined up. So keep your eyes peeled and I will see you next week.